Welcome to the Class X Podcast, the podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri, and today I'm going to be talking about Sean Payton. So I initially went into this podcast thinking I was going to just talk about an ESPN Plus article, which is which I recommend. It's called Sean Payton Doesn't Forget Anything, and it's by Seth Wickersham. I talk about that article, and then I also talk about another Sean Payton source, if you're fascinated by this subject, and that's a book called Payton and Breeze by Jeff Duncan. So that's a book that I read about a year ago, and it covers the the 15-year run of this duo of Sean Payton and Drew Brees. So whether it's the article that I talk about or the book, if you like leadership ideas, you know, what makes a coach a great coach? If you are enjoy football, I think you'll like this podcast because Sean Payton's a fascinating character and it will be interesting to see where he goes and how he adapts to Denver. I don't talk about it too much in the podcast, but I kind of watch and it's awkward for me because, you know, I'm a Saints fan and I watched Sean Payton for so many years, for 15, oh no, for 16 years, I think, as the Saints coach. And now to see him in a different setting with different players, different uniforms, different city, very strange. But I, w- I wish him the best and I hope he, he finds success because he is a great coach and I think, you know, if you're if you're in any management position, he's the kind of person who is just really good to to reflect on and and mimic in certain ways because he's so talented at what he does, his organizational skills, his ability to well in, in football to call plays to adjust and to adjust to his personnel. It's really what makes him stand out as a coach. Now, in the article you get a lot of the Sean Payton cynicism which I feel like surprised me. And there's one topic I'm specifically interested in, and that's the concept of the NFL favoring the big market teams over the small market teams. Peyton basically says that's the reason why he left New Orleans. I always wondered, why did this great coach who has great relationships with the GM, with the ownership of New Orleans, why did he leave? Well, he basically says he didn't think the NFL was going to, you know, help his cause if he was if he was coaching in New Orleans. So, I'd love to see what you think of that because I'm going to talk about it at the very beginning of this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Classics podcast. Appreciate all the new listeners on Overcast. Appreciate all the old listeners on Spotify, on Apple, on Google Podcasts all over. So, thanks for listening. Please share the podcast with a friend. And if you can leave a five-star rating and some comments, that would be great. It always draws attention to the podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll see you after the music. Welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. And today, I'm going to look at an article titled, Sean Payton Doesn't Forget Anything. And it's an ESPN Plus article by Seth Wickersham. Great for many reasons. Psychology, sports analysis, 
management, so, so many things. And that's one of the, the things I love about sports articles and just the topic of coaching in general. It could take you to many different places, places that you don't expect on going, but you learn by uh, learning about the, the characters that are being studied in these articles. So this is a long form article. It'll take you about 20 to 30 minutes to read. So you can really dig into it. And I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm a big fan of Sean Payton. He's uh, He was the Saints head coach for a long time. I became a Saints fan back in 2000 when they were pretty mediocre. They had a guy named Jeff Blake, who was my favorite player. He moved on to the Saints. And so I followed him to the Saints. And then I kind of just became a fan of the team. Five, six years of mediocrity. Of course, most famously, Hurricane Katrina occurs. And then... Sean Payton and Drew Brees show up and they led this team. And it's hard to think about, but 15 years of success, really, especially on the offensive side. And so as a sports fan, 15 years is a long time. I feel lucky to have watched this duo for so long. And, you know, if you really want to deep dive into the Payton Brees dynamic, the Sean Payton Drew Brees dynamic, I suggest a book by Jeff Duncan named Peyton and Breeze. It's a, he's a, he's a New Orleans writer. Really, really excellent read. If you like football, if you like sports, if you just enjoy learning about why people are successful at what they do, the details of how hard they work, their daily routines, their weekly routines. It's, it's, it's really amazing to see because you, you realize, you know, these guys just put, they don't just have the talent, which they do. They also have tremendous work ethic. So this article is, it's, it's like a glimpse of that book. So if you're interested in any of the things that I'm saying, the article is good because it's an examination of Sean Payton. And the, the, the difference though, is that this article is examining Payton in 2023 in a lot of ways, there's like an analysis of his psychological state. You get a little bit of his coaching style, a lot of what football means to him, but I would say just a a lot of what, where he is at today. And you could see why he went back to football because it means so much to him as a person. And just in general, you know, it's a, it's a huge topic of, you know, character study, looking at what it means to a person why he left in the first place also that comes up and that's actually the first thing i'm going to be be discussing because it really stood out to me to see why he felt like he needed to leave new orleans i was a bit surprised by it honestly because why would a coach like sean payton in this small market of new orleans his best friend mickey loomis is the gm he has a great relationship with the, with the owner of the team. Again, the city reveres him. Why would he choose to leave? Now, this is what really fascinated me about the article. His choice was based on a feeling he has, and he has a strong, strong feeling of this. He feels like he was, this is a quote from the article, he feels like he was losing the jump balls, meaning he just didn't feel like the league cared if New Orleans won games. In fact, he felt as if it was kind of working against him that New Orleans 
was a small market team. And because of that, he wasn't getting the calls. These are the, the referees were not favoring him in a sense. If you're not a smart sports fan, he's saying it was kind of rigged against him. I mean, this was surprising to read because he follows that by saying that the Broncos, who, as the article notes, are owned by the wealthiest owners in the league. Well, he feels like he'll get the calls in Denver. And I don't really know what to think because the the author definitely presents Peyton as a very, at times, paranoid person. I would say he's cynical, and it's kind of obvious why if you understand his history in the NFL. He's had a lot of run-ins with the league office. But at the same time, there is an ugly reality in sports. The small market teams are not favored by the league. Most serious sports fans know this. It's unfortunate. I'm a fan of the Kings. I'm a fan of the A's. I'm a fan of the Saints. So I'm I'm a small market fan through and through. So I've experienced this many times, most famously the Kings in 2002. But also the Saints couple times in a row in the uh, late 2010s, early 2020s. So what's surprising, though, is to hear a well-known coach openly state this. To me, that's what stood out in the article. Who would think, you know, yeah, you, you might think some guy on a podcast would say this or a writer, maybe even for ESPN, but not a coach like Sean Payton. So that really stood out to me. In some ways, puts an asterisk on the concept of a champion if the league openly favors the large market teams. Now, you could say, how open is this? It's a valid question. Well, one of the most the highest paid coaches in the league says it's it's that's the way it is. So I I, I just find that find that really really interesting. So. This is, by the way, not just a uh, football issue. This is also a basketball issue and a baseball issue. It's all sports in general. This is how it is. The large markets are favored over the, the small market team. So just to hear him kind of phrase it like that, that he left New Orleans be- because of that in a lot of ways. And you got to read the article. If you read it, you might think, oh, he's not emphasizing it that much. I felt like he, he was. I sent this article to a friend and a little picture of the excerpt his immediate response was is this pro wrestling and i could completely understand where he's coming from because you don't expect that level of top-down management top-down influence to be a part of a of football you just don't so okay so peyton's cynicism about those who run the nfl are clear theme in the article, and, and so are other aspects of his personality. And here's a quote, because this is why people deal with him still. I think this was from Mickey Loomis, the Saints GM. He says, he can be difficult, but he's two to three steps ahead of everyone. So there's the talent right there. But you also get a sense that he's very OCD, which, you know, he says it himself. But I think also in sports, in football specifically, OCD might be a huge benefit. I'm sure Bill Walsh was OCD. I did a Bill Walsh podcast probably over a year ago. And 
you know, the great coaches, Parcells, Belichick, these are probably OCD people. <laughs> Not trying to diagnose, but the specifics are really important in football. And so it's not surprising that Peyton may have may have that. He focuses on the details. He can be too much. But you know what? And I find this, I know this is true because I've been a Saints fan for so long. Sean Payton is loved by his players. So while the media may have issues with him and the league office may have issues with him, one thing he'll be bringing to his new team in Denver is that that fact that he is, there's something about him that makes him a true player's coach. He's a kind of coach, and this is an example of being a player's coach. He doesn't say, like, here's my system. Here's my system. Follow it. He doesn't do that. He will adjust. He will create a system based on the skill set, or you could say skill sets, of his players. Most famously, he did this with Drew Brees. Think about Drew Brees. Small player, doesn't have the arm strength, but he's extremely accurate, maybe the most accurate ever. Great mind for the game. If you look at Sean Payton, he created a system to cater to all of Drew Brees, all of, all of his skills. Everything he did, he did and does, doesn't do as much now, but everything he did, that he did exceptionally, Sean Payton, he catered to that. And he did this with other players too. Jimmy Graham, Darren Sproles, Pierre Thomas, Marcus Colson. I can go down the list. Reggie Bush, so many players. That's his skill. And I think it's something that I just respect a lot. I, I really believe that it's an essential quality in great coaches. I just love the approach. It's creative. It acknowledges every player's unique ability ability to contribute on the field and just it creates a good vibe because the player feels like the coach really cares and acknowledges their skill set it also kind of makes it probably makes the players feel like they're not interchangeable parts the players are essential in in Peyton's system not just because oh this is a wide receiver this is what he has to do run this route it's because of the skill set that they bring, that unique skill set that they have that he acknowledges. I think Jimmy Graham is a great example. If you think about Jimmy Graham, he went to other places, Seattle, Green Bay, played with good, very good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, didn't do the same, didn't, didn't achieve at the same levels. Wasn't the pro bowler he was with the Saints. I mean, Jimmy Graham was like an all-pro with the Saints. And so that that speaks to the Sean Payton system and probably to Drew Brees as well. So can Payton excel in Denver? That's the big question, and I'm sure everyone wants to know. They lost their first game. I still think they're going to do well. I don't think you can judge everything by the first game. He's a great coach. He's been at the top of his profession for so long. But I do believe that coaches have a prime. So I don't want to be like wishy-washy on this. But I think we could say he's going to do well. Denver will be better for sure. But I do think that Sean Payton's past his prime. Coaches are just like athletes. When I see Sean Payton now on the sidelines, I think, wow, he's he's like close to 60 now. So he he's definitely probably lost a step when it comes to the coaching game. I just, I feel that way. There's something about 
seeing him. And I just really do believe that coaching is a lot like most professions. People have a prime and it's probably typically in your 40s, early 50s. And then there's a decline. That doesn't mean you don't improve on other aspects. People still can be very productive, but in most professions, there is a prime. Uh, that, But again, people can still be excellent at the profession. So maybe Sean Payton will prove that to be the true. I think typically in football, even with Bill Belichick, you're seeing that there is a prime there. You, you see it with all the greats. It's just, it's just how it is typically. So he's been in the news often lately. And I'd... I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him in the news even more because he was protected by the small market media. New Orleans loves Sean Payton. So the media is going to be very friendly to him. And I think that that's something that the small market coach doesn't always appreciate until they leave. So let's see what Denver does with Sean Payton's personality because I think it might be uh, a little bit shocking because we've already heard a few stories about his personality and, you know, the things he said about the, the Jets coach. If he said that in New Orleans, you may not have even heard it because, again, small market coaches are protected. So I'll end with this. If you are interested in the Sean Payton as a topic, you want like an in-depth analysis of how did this coach become so successful the Peyton Breeze book by Jeff Duncan is a, a excellent book because it doesn't just give you it's it's like a it's a biography of both Peyton and Breeze. One chapter will be written about Peyton, the other about Breeze, and you get to see why both are successful. There's similarities, but there's very there's a lot also differences. The contrast in the personalities of both is one of the more fascinating contrasts because they work so well together, but they're so different. Peyton is the emotional one. Breeze is the logical one. So you get that. And also this article, this ESPN article is nice because it hits on Sean Payton's current state, which is honestly, according to the author, more cynical and a bit more paranoid than what I, what I read in the Peyton Breeze book. I mean, coaches are just fascinating to me. They're teachers. Sean Payton is definitely a great teacher. They're counselors. They're tacticians, generals, especially in football. And they're just, you know, they have great leadership skills that, in my opinion, you know, you could find useful if you're managing people in any kind of way. To me, what I like to apply about Peyton's approach is that he really adjusts to what he has in front of him, to the, to the personnel, to use a sports term. He also plans very well. He organizes and, you know, there's something to be said about someone who's just fully invested in their job. And Sean Payton is definitely that. So let's see how this year goes for him. I think it will be an improvement for sure. But it definitely is weird. And I don't. I wonder how you feel when it comes to if you watch sports, you know, to see the, the old coach on a new team is an awkward thing to watch. But it's part of sports. I mean... When I, when I think of Sean Payton and Drew Brees starting in 2006, it's so long ago. You know, it's, it's, it's a lifetime ago, and you don't get runs like that very often. It's one of those duos that definitely should have won more than one Super Bowl, for sure. I, I always feel like that's at least a two or three Super Bowl 
combination, but you know, the ball doesn't always bounce your way, especially in a sport like football. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Class X podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Appreciate all the new subscribers through Overcast. Hope you share the, the podcast with your friends because that really helps. And please leave a five-star rating. Those ratings do allow people who want to search for similar topics to see our podcast and, and, and click on it. So thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.